Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Monday, February 7th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Field & Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Virginia, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. Uh, got a lot to get into from this weekend. Uh, we'll start it out here talking uh, just a little bit. We'll talk about what we did on Saturday. Uh, Colin doing the most of the work. Shout out to Colin for that. And uh, kind of, I let the... It wasn't per- really me doing most of it. It was uh, J- James Miller. So uh, shout out I, to him. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Mr. Risenweber for helping as yes, well. John as well. Uh, I had swim knowledge from about 10 years ago. Last time I swam competitively, 10 summers ago. And uh, obviously... And I didn't really have any. Yeah, but you were doing play-by-play, play, so... I was. Well, I kind of let the the people that knew exactly what they were talking about when it came to this meet. I let them step in because I thought it was going to be a better broadcast. And I think we had a pretty good one. Shout out to James Miller, though, for real. Did James uh, Miller though beat Michael Phelps in the two thousand five Towson Invitational? Yeah, definitely. I definitely. We keep did. changing the date. I think no, it was two thousand five. It's always been two thousand. But we talked about two thousand six. I thought you said two thousand seven. That's like when he ago. went back to repeat as two thousand six Towson Invitational champ, but pulled a uh, hamstring. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Swing warm ups. And, and that's what ended your career. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I forgot. Yeah. Right. Let's go with that. Uh, but this I'd, joke officially ends now. It, the joke will end maybe until next season. Who knows? We'll talk about that. The next world year. may never know. world may never know. Uh, but I think it turned out really good. Yeah. Turned out a lot better than it could have. For the. Uh, on our side of things. Yeah, for our side of things. I think people uh, enjoyed it. We got a lot of positive feedback from uh, multiple people there saying that they had family watching from around the area. I know a lot of around people. Around the area? Around the country? That's also true. But I know they also had it on there in the wellness center so that people could watch when it wasn't their event. So it, it was enjoyable. I, new venture for us on TV10 to do swimming. Wouldn't be against possibly doing it again next year when they have regionals, maybe sectionals. You never know. Yeah. I mean, got to get sponsors for it. So. Got to get sponsors, and uh, maybe we uh, help have James Miller on full-time during that. Maybe. Like during Talk the Talk to him, thing. yeah. Maybe we have so. him on before, on the show before. A lot of things could have gone better, but overall it went really great. Yes. Minus some connection issues we had, but shout out to the 2,000 people that have watched it on YouTube so far. And you can still, obviously, we'll since it's on it. YouTube, go back and watch it if you want to. So, What are some notes you've got from that? Because I know I'm you printed out some notes. and have the results from uh, what was given to us afterwards. So shout out to uh, Jefferson High School for winning on the uh, boys' side in the total points with 130. And then girls-wise, it was Fairmont Senior taking first. Washington took second, Jefferson in third, and Spring Mills in fourth. And then for that boy side, I know I already mentioned uh, it was Jefferson taking first, but the top five were all uh, EPAC teams. So you had Jefferson, Washington, Spring Mills, Hedgesville, Musselman going one, two, three, four, five. So it was a pretty uh, competitive one scoring-wise, the uh, third through fifth separated by 10 points. So 
unfortunate that for you know the lower ones that they wouldn't get to advance to states as a team i believe but some pretty cool individual things i think uh nick lugo sophomore out of jefferson broke uh two region records and made states i think in both those as well as two relays so it was a uh, fun time to see athletes that we see in different sports uh shine in this sport yeah it definitely was and uh, i know they loved getting the recognition and being on tv 10 uh we got to interview, or not we, uh, James interviewed some uh, swimmers from the Fairmont area. Unfortunately, that didn't get to be able to air due to a connection issue at the end of the at the end of the meet. But um, I know they enjoyed getting to swim at Shepherd and getting for their family to be able to see. And there was there was also some swimmers from teams that couldn't make it to the meet due to some ice there in the Fairmont area. So they got to watch their teams compete. Yeah, that was uh, unfortunate, especially since, you know, that's your chance at going to uh, the state tournament is having to compete there at the regional. So I think it was uh, North Marion that had a majority of their kids just unable to uh, make it and compete due to the snow and ice there up in the uh, northern part of the state. Northern? I mean, it's I don't know how you describe it. It's right. I don't know. Northwest? middle of the state i don't know how you describe it i feel like we had this discussion we have (laughs) yeah whatever uh but yeah it was a great event uh be able to put that on tv 10 and uh you know we kind of did it short notice i can't i can only imagine how good it would be how much it was great but i can only imagine how much more we can improve it if we have a little bit more time yeah and i think going forward next year would be cool to do it again yeah i'd look forward to it so it, it was cool. I think I uh, got to look at Facebook. I know Lily Reisenweber from Martinsburg was uh, somebody that got to advance to the uh, state tournament now. And I think you can look at all the uh, official uh, times and everything on Swim WV, right? Or is it WV Swim? I always got it messed Swim WV.co. Yeah. I'm on it right now. Okay. Uh He's got so much stuff. Shout out to James Miller for putting all this together because I don't, I would not be able to do that. Yeah, he has everything from each region with the times, seating, as well as uh, interviews with uh, some people from around the state. So that's where you need to go for uh, West Virginia High School swimming. And they got the uh, state championship coming up here. I think it's February 17th and 18th. Yes, I believe so. We'll probably have to get James Miller on it if he can possibly come on the show uh, next week to uh, talk about that because obviously he's the pro in that. And uh, he's got, he would have some good insight from not only this region, but the rest of the regions in the state. And I do believe he participates in the broadcast of the state meet. I think I remember him saying that that. during the. uh, regional so yeah but overall great event shout out to those swimmers especially from the eastern panhandle uh that qualified for the state uh championship that again will be held i believe in morgantown here in a week and a half as they'll do preliminaries next thursday the 17th and i'm not sure if it's a three-day event with friday and saturday or for it's all on friday uh, i don't have those exact dates on me but uh that was great there uh for us to be able to get that on and have people be able to show you know showcase this to families that were outside of the state and even some that just couldn't make it over to the wellness center at shepherd i know a lot of people appreciated that um but now let's uh talk about some epac basketball we had a great game uh to an extent a great ending to a game 
on uh, Friday night, Hedgesville at Spring Mills. Kind of a very slow start. It was 11-11 to 11 at, at, at the uh, break at halftime, uh, but both teams really came to play, uh, one in the third quarter and one in the fourth quarter, Nick. Yeah, it was an interesting game. Obviously, 11-11 at halftime, like you said, and Spring Mills had doubled that. They had gotten out to a 22-11 lead until about a minute or two left in the third quarter, and then here comes Hedgesville, and it was just... I think they went on like a 6-0 run to end yeah, the quarter. an incredible... 5-0, I think it was. 5-0, it was, yeah. It was 22-16, or... Yeah, 22-16 heading into the fourth quarter, and Hedgesville just continues to roll. Uh, Spring Mills went cold, and it was Here's a really the, big uh, win for Hedgesville to overcome that trailing and, and get that win in the section. Here is the uh, the call where they tied the ball game here. Now inside, attempted to get to Thomas, but a turnover. And a three would give them the lead here. A two would tie it. 2.20 left in the ball game. Wilkes has it. Passes now over to Blotch. Now he'll pass it over to Bolduke. Bolduke dribble drives in. He'll lay that one in. We've got a tie ball game here at the Cardinal Coliseum. 25 all. Two minutes left in this EPAC thriller showdown here. And another turnover. West. he gets fouled there by Thomas. And all of a sudden, the Eagles have come alive, Nick. As Nick said, they soared in the fourth quarter. Because uh, Eagles do soar, Nick. They did correct me on that. Kind of do, yeah. I mean, they don't. They definitely don't storm, right? But uh, a tremendous uh, comeback for the Eagles. And, and like I said, a really good win. We got an interesting game tonight on the girls' side. So Yeah, final there, 33-27. Hedgesville gets a win. And I and feel it, like it really came down to free, free throws being a big difference. Hedgesville, when they got to the line to do the one-and-ones, and then the double bonus, I believe, eventually as well with all the foul trouble that uh, Spring Mills had. They made them, and when Spring Mills went to the line, they were unable to make them, and it was a little bit of inexperience, too, I feel like, on the uh, side of Spring Mills with all the freshmen that they have. Yes, Keyshawn Cheek is arguably one of the best, if not the best, in the EPAC playing-wise, but he is a freshman, and he had three crucial turnovers there late in the game that uh, may or may not have cost his team. I know there's other things that contributed to the comeback. Got to give credit to Hedgesville, but... Yeah, it was mainly a game where Caleb Thomas and Keyshawn Cheek were the only players that were able to do much for yeah. spring mills offensively so when you don't have austin davis and jalen franklin giving you your six seven eight points that you normally get out of those two guys it puts a lot of pressure on those two freshmen to put the ball in the basket and you know that i think forced Keyshawn especially to maybe do a little bit too much at times and therefore spring mills struggled but the hedgesville defense they seem to have a really good game plan of trapping cheek make him uncomfortable because they knew that he was getting most of their points early in the game so uh you know coach rest and his team able to get that win and uh like i said a big one in the epac for them because they lost to spring mills earlier in the year and that just makes this section now you know, that very, much more we, interesting we might have to figure out what the uh tiebreaker is for the one seed because i have a good feeling it's going to come down to that right now yeah, yeah. definitely and um, uh, unless martin's i mean hedgesville, upset either hedgesville or spring mills well and hedgesville still without head coach kelly church and we don't particularly know the 
the severity of that situation. But I mean, he did take a, a you know a you know not so great loss to Jefferson last week that we had the call for. Uh, but it it's kind of hard when you you know you're without your head coach, you know the guy that is coaching the team at the timeouts. You know your head coach is usually the guy that you're around at the timeouts. And, uh, you know, he's been with Coach Coach Ruest, has been there, you know, for a while with him. So I, it definitely helps uh, that he was that, you know, he's been there for a while. He has that connection with the kids. And I believe his son is on the team as well in uh, Jackson Ruest. So it definitely helps there. But I mean, big shout out to Hedgesville there for keeping things going, because when you don't have your, your head coach, you know, things could spiral. And after that it loss hasn't. to Jefferson, things have not spiraled. But while we're talking Spring Mills, Hedgesville, let's talk a little more Spring Mills with some girls basketball. They're on a roll right now, and they got a big win at Jefferson on Saturday, and then a big win at Hedgesville on Thursday. But do you know how many row it is? I think it's five or six. And uh, that win against Jefferson that you just mentioned is uh, the first loss Jefferson has had to a EPAC opponent. Yeah, and they're back in action both teams tonight at Hedge or at Spring Mills, uh, so that'll be a big game for them. But want to just give a shout out to Spring Mills girls basketball coach Goss. We'll have to get him on here soon um, and talk about this. Uh, but definitely a big, big time there for Spring Mills girls basketball. Get the rematch tonight. They're eleven and six on the season. Yeah, if Max Preps is correct. Uh, but they, you know, they started out rather slow. Wasn't like over in four or something. They started out zero and four. Got the one win at the Hilton Head Island to start it off. Then they lost two. And I think if this is correct, it's an eight-game win streak. Oh, now wow. I'll have to I text coach. Off, I'll have to text coach Gosk and you know be for certain. But uh, it's four, six, eight, nine, ten. Wait, two, four, six, eight, ten. It's a ten-game win okay. streak. I think they've. The last loss they had was to Bishop Kenny at the there you go that the uh, Hilton Head Island Classic there for uh, that. So they're rolling this I season just after had a six slow into start. My head because Jefferson was six and zero in the EPAC. I think yeah. that's what it was. was uh, they were six and zero now six and one in EPAC. But play. they've been rolling since the start of uh, the calendar year, really. So uh, shout out to them. We'll have to get Coach Goss. New Year's on. resolution for twenty twenty two win. Yeah, they have their game coming win. up, I believe, this week, right? Against Martinsburg, right? Yeah. Yep. This Thursday the 10th. There you go. Uh, but some other scores from other teams here. We'll get to that before we hit the break. Uh, Martinsburg boys and girls both have the battle for the Springhouse Invitational there at the Greenbrier. The first one uh, of hopefully annual is the way that I'm hearing things there from the Greenbrier. Fortunately, we weren't able to broadcast those games due to the media rights that the tournament already got with the Greenbrier Valley Channel. Uh, tried to get that on TV 10 for all the folks that uh, – wanted to watch it unfortunately we just couldn't come to an agreement on that but we did share it on our on our social media there on friday but both teams unfortunately did, couldn't get a win in in uh that tournament the boys fell to Cabell midland 65 59 on friday and to bridgeport 71 54 saturday and the girls uh they fell to bridgeport 53 38 friday and 58 33 on saturday to nitro um but for the boys and the girls will have their game on Thursday, and for the boys, we'll have all three of their games this week, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So a big week of Martinsburg action here. Uh, and Jefferson, for boys, uh, well, before we move on, I guess we didn't talk about Spring Mills. After that loss on Friday, they put it to bed quickly, got a 53-29 victory over Southern Fulton out of Pennsylvania. Uh, they're now 10-4 and on the season. They play Jefferson tonight, I believe, as well. Um 
But Jefferson, 75-69 overtime victory over Musselman on Friday, continued to stay undefeated. Yeah, not not uh, the typical blowout for Jefferson, but like yeah, we said. It was kind of surprising that it went into overtime from the previous games that yeah. Jefferson has had, including the one against uh, – Musselman and Musselman just but seems to that have a rough stretch, but they're hard. yeah. I mean, they have the talent. It's Musselman just, has the talent. We Nick and I were kind of talking off the air. Um, it just seems like Musselman's had hit a rough stretch at the you know ever since probably a couple weeks back. They are uh, six and six on the season, three and four in the EPAC. Uh, they've now lost four straight games, but they made it interesting. They, you know, they took it to overtime, and it was a six-point ball game to a team that was really dominating, has really been dominating here in the whole state. Yeah, I kind think like too. West Virginia with Jefferson, you know, they were coming off of a game the night before, losing or winning one twelve to eighty-five. So obviously, you had a very up-tempo, back-and-forth kind of game, and then you come back the next night against a tough Musselman team uh, that's going to really battle you and always plays close games against Jefferson. So not surprised by that that it was a close game um obviously Musselman is a solid team they just had this kind of rough patch now and I think they'll get it back on track though even with that loss that gives you some confidence it was a better uh shooting night for Musselman than what they had had the last few games um so they'll be okay and they'll turn it back around and continue to be a competitive team in their section and in the UPEC anything to say there Colin nothing to add nope nothing else all right, well, that'll do it for this first segment here of today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk some college hoops action, uh, West Virginia over the weekend, as well as some top 25, and we'll talk a little shepherd hoops. That's next when we return after two minutes, after a two-minute break here on the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. It's the excitement of EPAC basketball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Fowler, four seconds. Blackwood's corner, three, good! Taken away by Gladney. Over on the court, he'll lay that one up and in. You got you covered all season long with over 50 games of high school boys and girls hoops. Crossover four, and it's hot. Bennett back in the face of all. Right here on your EPAC sports leader, WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Let's go! The Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? 
Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer will be Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. Fortunately, our intern feeling a little under the weather today, so we're not going to get the Shepherd report from Avery. We'll try to replace him for you. Yeah, we'll get the Shepherd report with Spencer, Nick, and Colin. We, we'll try. We'll try. Hey, Avery does that good. Avery does a solid yeah. job talking about Shepherd hoops. He's uh, calls those games there for the PSAC Sports Digital Network. But uh, here we are. Let's talk a little Shepherd now. Unfortunately, both teams fell this weekend to Cutstown. Uh, Cutstown uh, really, really good on the women's side. I believe they have a total of, I think they're like first or second in the in the PSAC. I'm pretty sure they're first, but yeah, they'd be first in the East Division because Shepard is number two. Yeah. So uh, final yeah. there was fifty five forty six. They seem that to just give Cutstown them. Cutstown gets the season sweep on them. And, and I believe that's both games uh, Shepard was held in the 40s against Kittstown. So, I mean, that's a team that averages close to 70 points a game. Yeah, you were the Rams right. and, uh, you know, the Golden Bears defense giving them issues for whatever reason. They'll have uh, – yeah, but the back to Saturday's game, 22 points, I believe, there uh, from Abby Beeman. Game high, she added seven steals, five rebounds, three assists, so she was all over the court per, per usual. But they were down uh, 29-17 at halftime. Uh, they trailed by as many as 13 in the third quarter, but used a late rally to cut the lead to 39-33, heading to the final quarter. Um, they rallied to within four at one point after a three by Beeman with 7.29 left in the game, but unfortunately they could not get any closer. Uh, you you know said that, she had 22 out of 46? Yeah. So there it is. I mean, even though Beeman had a great game, and congrats to her on that. Almost half the points. Almost half the points. You need other players to contribute if you want to win games. It's plain and simple. And it'll be no easy game tonight. 14-3 and three is Cal U, Pennsylvania. 9-3 uh, and three in the conference. And it's on the road. And it's on the road. They're coming off, or they've now won, was it, five straight games. Uh, they beat number 21 IUP. 62-46 back on the 31st of January. Got a 56-42 win over Pitt Johnstown last Wednesday. And on the Saturday, they got a 68-60 win over Mercyhurst. Um, so they're rolling coming into this contest. and the, Or no, games at Shepard. I thought they were away for this. I, I thought so too. I don't know why. Uh, but they are, in fact, at Shepard. I don't know why I thought they were away. But they're, in fact... Shepard's hosting, so maybe the home court advantage there helps Shepard. Yeah, they just got to put last. They just got to put last game out out of their heads real fast. Yeah, anytime you don't have to travel, it certainly gives you an advantage. We talked about before how a lot of the Shepard trips are are pretty long into the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference road games. So 
That will, that will certainly help being at home. It will definitely certainly help. And if they can get back in the wind column tonight, uh, they'll have a few days to uh, prepare for this Cutstown battle on Saturday. Uh, that game at 1 p.m. at the Butcher Center on Saturday. So they have, you know, this is the first time here in a while they I don't. I they already played them twice. No, yeah. they played Cutstown once, January 22nd at Cutstown. They lost 63-47. You said they just lost the Cutstown again, didn't you? No. What did you say at the beginning of the show? They lost to Bloomsburg. Oh, you said Cutstown, though. Oh, I didn't. That's why I was confused. My fault. Didn't mean to say <laughs> Cutstown. Uh, but, yeah, that's a big contest coming up Saturday, but lost to Bloomsburg 55-46, and they've got two games this week, which is kind of a little bit of a rest from what they've had these last couple weeks. Yeah, that could definitely help, too, only playing two games, but two solid teams. So uh, definitely something to be ready for. And on the men's side, they fell yesterday, or on Saturday 69-64 to Bloomsburg. Uh, two losses in a row, but a close loss there to Bloomsburg. Yeah, they've got a lot of close losses, but just can't get these wins. So at this point, you're kind of tired of the close losses like Colin had mentioned, and you want to see the team find a way to win those kind of games. Um, Daggett, 11 of 15, two for three from beyond the arc, uh, two for three from the foul line, 26, a game-high 26 points for him. Uh, got six boards as well. Uh, so I mean, he, he's been the scorer that has been the most dominant what player has on kept team. Shepard competitive yeah. these past however many games it's been now that he's scored 20-plus. It's probably up to five or six now. But you went on, what, a three-game win streak? Now you're back-to-back losses. So it's just the inconsistency still that has been there this entire season for them. Yeah, and another challenge tonight against Cal UPA. They're 14-5 and five on the season, 9-4 and four in the conference, kind of just like their women's team. They are coming off a 71-70 loss at Pitt-Johnstown last Wednesday, or against Pitt-Johnstown last Wednesday. So uh, maybe Shepard could use that to get in their heads a little bit. Shepard still hopefully will keep it competitive. Both of these like teams always do. lost to Pitts Johnstown, Johnstown by one. So, kind of if that shows where this matchup could be tonight, could be an interesting matchup. Have they already played each other previously this year? Who? Cal, you and Shepard men? I don't think no. so. Okay. No, I don't believe so. I don't. Dude, that's a cross division game. Yeah. So they okay. Probably so it's play the only ones. They only play them Just once. Just wanted to yeah. check. I didn't have it in front of me. I saw that you had it in front of you. So. Yep. No, they have not played. Thank you. But, uh, again, Shepard men doing the same thing women's are this week, Monday, Saturday. So that definitely helps. Maybe we see by the end of the season the return of McLean Corley. That would be helpful. Definitely helpful, but I don't know exactly how the tournament works in terms of how they need to get in. So at this point, um, you know, you're starting to fall back in the standings a little bit. You know, Even if he comes back, it might be too late for him to come back and push them into the uh, – PSAC tournament so uh, they've had a lot of injuries this year I think that's a big story of the Ram season um, if they were healthy I think Shepard would have been a lot more competitive this year but just a lot of injuries so that certainly uh, puts you back a little bit and you know, it doesn't help as much as this team is still young they will uh, I think be competitive again next year but they'll lose Daggett and Stevens yeah. to your better players so we'll see how things go for the rest of the year for Shepard we will see uh now let's transition to West Virginia hoops fortunately a loss again to number 14 Texas Tech Saturday 60 to 53 
But again, Shepard, not Shepard, West Virginia playing close games. They've lost their last two games by a total of 11 points to ranked to ranked teams within their conference. I, I, there's so many things that I want to say about this team. I'm out here trying I'm to gonna, be positive, and you're not. That's because they suck. I didn't I, say I'll that. I'll just stick with that. For the record, no, Colin I'm McLaughlin the WV said fan that, and not I'm Spencer saying They suck. When your team in the second half, field goal-wise, makes only four of their 30 or 31 shots – you suck. You, you got to figure this out. It's a seven-game losing streak now. I, I don't know what Bob Huggins is doing with this team anymore. He's a Hall of Fame coach, but with this streak that's going on, it might be time to start questioning him. I, I don't know. I, I like trusting the guy because he is this Hall of Fame talent, but he doesn't have these guys together as a team anymore. A lot of them are probably going to leave because this team sucks. So is there a future with this team in this program? I I don't know. There's Colin with the wisdom. They did have a lot of turnover from last season, which I think heading into the year made people a little bit questionable. I mean, it didn't help that you were without Sherman, but still. But heading into the year, I don't think a lot of people necessarily thought Taz Sherman would be the kind of player that he's been. I mean, Sean McNeil was the – main guy coming back that people expected a lot of the scoring from and then there were a lot of question marks so I, they didn't do the best uh in the recruiting they went out they got a few guys um in the transfer portal but those were both conference usa players and they really haven't made much of an impact malik curry's had a few good moments and kerrigan i don't think's done really anything for yeah. them so um you know i think it's kind of a, a rebuild year for WVU. I don't expect them to but just... what's frustrating is it didn't look like that at the beginning of well, the year. Well, when you're playing, you know, Akron, UAB, you're not yeah. playing the big dogs in the Big 12. Every team looks good in their non-conference schedule when your only real challenge was UConn. So while that was a good win at the time, and it still is a good win, I think, over UConn, they didn't have this, like, super tough non-conference besides Arkansas, of course, later in the year and stuff like that. But I'm saying Which before they, lost. Uh, they started conference play. So when you don't have a super tough non-conference, you're going to rack up a bunch of wins and put yourself in a good position. But then conference play will really show what kind of team you have. And obviously, you know, they, they've been competitive, but they haven't been able to beat some of the top teams in the nation, some of the top teams in the Big 12. And if you don't have those signature wins, you're not going to get into the tournament. All right. Now, before we hit the break, let's hear uh, from – the guy that knows it all, Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Report from today. Emotional stress is building with every passing game for the Mountaineers. WVU's seventh consecutive loss back on Saturday to Texas Tech was more than a defeat. The second half providing an unforgettable and painful look at a Mountaineer team that has struggled to score all season. With leading scorer Taz Sherman out due to concussion, West Virginia was able to make just four field goals in the second half. That is four with an F for the game. WVU hit just 15 field goals, which is epically bad. It all leads to the question, now what? With Iowa State next up tomorrow night here in Morgantown, followed by a two-game road trip to Oklahoma State and Kansas State, The Mountaineers are staring down the barrel of a double-digit losing streak, something that was unthinkable after the Mountaineers began the season at 11-1. 
and don't expect much sympathy for WVU from their Big 12 brethren. The Mountaineers have been a fixture and a pain over the last several seasons dating back to the Press Virginia days. The Mountaineers' early exit from last season's Big 12 tournament snapped its streak of four consecutive appearances in the semifinals of that tournament. That, of course, excludes the 2020 event, which was canceled due to COVID. The cliche says the journey of a million miles begins with one step, and right now, although it appears the Mountaineers are a million miles away, the chance to take that first step comes tomorrow against an Iowa State team that is and 3-7 in the league and one spot above the Mountaineers, who are currently in the basement with a league record of 2-7. and seven. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Definitely sounded like Colin. That's where I got it from. I mean, I listened to the Mountaineer Report this morning, but there you the, go. the shared frustration, I think, is yeah. in Mountaineer Nation as a whole. So It definitely is, but just wanted to share that there from the guy that's there all the time. He's in, in all the uh, at the games, talks with the players all the time, talks with Coach Huggins. Uh, so that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, it's family-owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more when we return after this two-minute break. Uh, we'll talk some uh, NBA, Little Wizards, and then little NHL All-Star game, some fun things going on there. That's next after this two-minute break. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilson Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. Whether you're heading to a high school, college, or professional football game, Johnny's has all your tailgating go-tos. Delicious wings, meatballs, shrimp, burgers, and dogs. Plus, Johnny's has everything you need to serve it all up. Party trays, utensils, plates, cups, and more. Stop by either of our two great locations, 1456 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg and Route 11 South in Chambersburg. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Sweet, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. <laughs> I just realized what you were doing. <laughs> what? I accidentally hit quick play on Colin McLaughlin title. So just showed <laughs> just that. Colin McLaughlin co-host. All right. Well, let's talk a little Capitals here. They had the All-Star game this weekend. Unfortunately, we talked about it on the show last week. Alex Ovechkin had to miss it due to going into COVID protocols. Uh, so, who got the call? Tom Wilson. The guy not a lot of people like in Vegas. Or in the entire NHL. Or in the entire NHL. Washington. He gets boos coming out when they announce him. You know who they announce right after him? And who boos him as a joke? Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov. Because that's off. <laughs> I was just guessing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some fun times there. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, took off his jersey. Another Russian, right? Took With off, Minnesota, I can't remember who it I was. I can't remember his name, but he took off his jersey. Below his jersey was Ovechkin's jersey. They put on He put on Ovechkin's helmet. Yeah. That was, that was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen at, a, at an All-Star game. It was all right. I didn't watch much of it i was watching more olympic stuff but i liked the uh fact that the metro got the win and even though they were uh booing uh tom wilson he was the first player to score so. there you go he scored like 30 seconds or less into the game yeah but overall i think it was fun uh it was a fun thing to do and it was really cool that it just so happened the same weekend the pro bowl was in las vegas I didn't watch that. I I mean I watched a little bit of it, but I thought it was I, I cool in the intermission. Did was you see what Tyreek Hill did at the hockey game? They oh, interviewed yeah, Tyreek Hill at the hockey game. And he just Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. to Budweiser Pounders. I mean I just think it was cool that they were both there, so they kind of you when know, was the overlap. All star game Saturday. That's where Alvin Kamara should have been. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that maybe next segment, but uh, Wizards continue to have a not so good season uh they fell on saturday 90 to 85 to the phoenix suns 24 28 on the season another loss without bradley beal uh they the suns only gave up 51 points through three quarters wizards could only score 51 points in three quarters uh but you said 90 to 85 though it was 85 it was ninety to eighty five, so then they scored twenty nine in the last they scored twenty nine in the final quarter, but still I would have figured against I mean, the yes. Suns. Uh things don't get easier though. They host the Heat tonight at seven PM, but the Wizards just falling apart after a pretty good start to the season. Boston broke them, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess so. To an extent, yeah. But I mean this team was already kind of built to just be maybe a playoff team, so it, it's not super surprising. Bradley Beal's been out the last few games. Um, you know, Phoenix is the, arguably the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, so, you know, that, that loss is kind of expected. And it kind of is what it is with the Wizards. They're, they're playing, but I don't know how many more of these games are going to be meaningful at this point in the season. And we'll see what happens as we get closer to the trade deadline. Uh, some interesting trades have gone down. I think Cleveland... Uh, going out and getting Karis LeVert was a big move for them. Uh, so, you know, they're a young team that kind of blew it up a few years ago and now in comp- in competition in the East. Wouldn't mind to see the Wizards go a similar route at this point. Did you all see 
Uh, well, I guess really Nick. Nick would be the only person that may have have a care about this. Uh, the Wizards' president? I'm not too sure. Sashi Brown? It's Ravens president he's left monumental sports and entertainment and the wizards to become the president of the ravens on saturday after after well, i didn't know he's with the wizards i knew i knew the name but i was like i thought he was with the browns at one point i don't, I don't know. know it says uh yeah. after spending 12 years in the nfl brown has worked the past two years for monumental sports and the wizards he had been promoted to president and special advisor to ted leonsis in november so he was pretty high up there as the president of monumental sports and the wizards uh, but he's now leaving to go to the Ravens. Uh, that interests you because you like the Wizards and you really like the Ravens. Yeah, uh, and Dick Cass retired, and they went with him. So I knew I knew that name. I couldn't remember where from. Um, I guess maybe that might be why I knew him. I don't really know what he'll role, what the role of the president is. Is that what he'll be? Yeah, team yeah. president, just like the role of Jason Wright. So Washington, what do they really do exactly? Though they're going to change their name. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, they just run the business ops. Gotcha. So it doesn't the really ops, affect they lead the marketing. Much. It doesn't, but I mean, it's Baltimore still... blue crabs. Could Colin, be an option. What are you that? coming up with I, those I think, names for? You know, the Ravens is already a solid name. The Ravens is a very solid name. Nick. I like their I uniforms. Agree. So I'm keeping it. It's kind of a dumb name when you think about why they went with it to an extent. I'll the Ravens? Poem. I mean, that's kind we, of dumb, but. I don't know. I mean. At least it has something to do with the city. Yeah. And, and, you know, it keeps the bird theme, Orioles, Ravens. Yeah. So I like it. I've always liked that name. All right. Well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back after this two-minute break. We'll wrap it up, talk a little NFL Uh, Some NFL news and some other notes here as we wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix after this two-minute break. Till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26th and March 12th at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. 
Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, February 7th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices, which are located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Uh, you can also tune in every morning to uh, Mario in the morning and hear Phil McCoy on, or sometimes John Everson, right, Colin? Yeah, usually Phil. And Phil was on Eastern Panhandle Talk today, correct? Yes, he always is, or most of the time is Mondays. There you go. Uh, but you get a lot of Phil McCoy if you want to hear it. Yeah. And the Ameriprise Financial Services. But, I think uh, he made his uh, Super Bowl prediction. I know hmm. we'll probably hold off on that, but I believe his was uh, the Rams, mostly because he's a Steeler fan. But uh, I see. I see. I see. Uh, but let's, uh, let's hear today's NFL memorable moment for playoff moments. Let me pull it up here real fast because now it's right here. So here we'll hear it now. Westwood One presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history. Few teams in NFL history dominated their opponents as thoroughly as the 1985 Chicago Bears. Hall of Fame running back Walter Payton led the offense, but a suffocating defense was their trademark and considered one of the greatest ever assembled. In Super Bowl XX versus the Patriots, the dominance continued, and one defender even got into the act on offense. Again, William Perry in the backfield, first and goal from the one-yard line, handoff to the Prince, to the end zone! Yes, William Perry has scored on a one-yard touchdown run in the Super Bowl! Nicknamed the refrigerator because of his sheer size, lineman William Perry's one-yard touchdown run punctuated the Bears' 46-10 victory. And Chicago finished off the postseason, outscoring their opponents 91-10 to capture their first and only Super Bowl title. With another memorable moment in NFL postseason history, I'm Scott Graham, Westwood One Sports. There you go, the 85 Bears. Uh, they're on the memorable moment. They play an ad after that, Colin. I didn't exit out. No, I was confused about what you were saying. So we've got some breaking news in the NFL. This came out at the top of the hour, at the beginning of the hour at noon. Uh, The Packers are going to try and fix their special teams issues here as they're hiring veteran special teams coordinator Rick Basacci, who was the interim head coach with the Raiders, didn't get hired there as they hired Josh McDaniels. Uh, And a source said that Monday an announcement is coming after some final details are worked out. The NFL Network was first to report the Packers were expected to hire Bisacci, uh, but you know he's not going to he's not going to be doing nothing this year after he didn't get the head job there with the Raiders. So he's going to try and fix the special teams for the Packers, who it's kind of their glaring bugaboo. Nice term. Haven't heard that term for bugaboo? a while. Yeah, I have. I know. I know the term. I just yeah. haven't heard it for a while. 
But, yeah, I mean, good landing spot for him. Who wouldn't want to be with the uh, Packers? Pretty historic. Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay. We'll see. I don't uh, don't think they're going to be able to keep Adams. No. The special teams is the glaring reason why it seemed like they lost to the 49ers. So, hopefully, I guess he gets it fixed. I don't know. I'm not a Packers fan, but for Packers' sake. Speaking of Rick Passacci and the Raiders, the Raiders hosted the Pro Bowl yesterday. AFC got the win 41 to 35. Didn't really watch most of it. I watched the beginning. It's just a two hand touch football game nowadays, really, honestly. Mark yeah. Andrews had two touchdowns. He did. He had five catches for 82 yards and two touchdowns. But Justin Herbert got MVP. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know how it, that just works. Pains me that they always show the, you know, Sean Taylor highlight of him just absolutely. I tweeted that yesterday. I said drilling the punter, and then we get a Pro Bowl like this where it's barely two hand touch now. You know, I tweeted that yesterday. I don't know. And, and even said, if you uh, touch somebody with two hands, they could just break it and say, "Nah, you know, I'm going to go score a touchdown." They didn't count it, but you know, hit the gritty Mac Jones. Type yeah, deal. I mean, I tweeted yesterday. Kind of fire! Remember when the Pro Bowl wasn't two hand touch with that gif? Yeah. That's the last Pro Bowl that I really remember. Is the Pro Bowl now the like least relevant All Star game? I would say so, but I mean, is the MLB All Star now that they've taken out playing for something? That was always dumb, but I, I would say the NFL has the worst All Star game, but it really doesn't matter that it does. I don't know. I feel like honestly, the game wasn't the fun. Like it's fun to go out there. Like if you're a player. I can see why you'd want to go out there because you're literally just having fun. Like you get to hang out in wherever it is a destination for a week, and you know just kind of hang out with people you don't usually or get to hang out with. Up like you know Alvin Kamara. Well, well, yeah, we'll get to that in one That's moment. That's his personal decision. That is a personal decision there, but I'm saying like you get to, like I think the skills competition was pretty cool. Uh, Justin Jefferson throwing balls in that one. Uh, yesterday, I guess Trayvon is it Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Diggs. Yeah. They flipped positions essentially mm-hmm. and lined up against Stephon each other, yeah. Diggs. Covered his brother Trayvon, and it's Stephon's a wide receiver in the corner is Trayvon. I kind of like that. They had a little uh, should have been called for a foul there. Somebody a penalty. Somebody should have been. Uh, but yeah, Alvin Kamara last night after the Pro Bowl thing, news came out that he was arrested in Las Vegas and charged with battery. Uh, during the Pro Bowl weekend, I'm not. Was this Saturday night or Sunday night? It was Saturday night, but he didn't get charged and, and arrested until Sunday. So he shouldn't have even played the the game. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, he committed that crime, and then he wakes up the next day and plays in the Pro Bowl. I mean, that's insane to me. But that I mean, happened. we've seen worse. Let's be real. I mean, yeah. we've seen Aaron Hernandez go play yeah, a whole season after there, but... murdering people. So. Uh, Miami Dolphins hiring Mike McDaniel as their new head coach. Uh, The Vikings are going to hire Kevin O'Connell, so that makes five former Washington assistant coaches now head coaches in the NFL. Uh, That's just a crazy number to see, and they're all kind of from the same era. They're all from, really, the Shanahan tree. I'll have to get you the numbers on the Ravens' 2,000 coaches that were in NFL head coaches. Get me those numbers, but I just, I'm just i kind of just appalled with the fact that there's now five former Washington assistants that couldn't stay in Washington as they couldn't hire them. 
Uh, but that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy saying so long tonight at uh, 7 p.m. the Johnny's Express tip-off show as Muscleman Girls travels to Washington for a contest at 7.30. Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini have the contest. That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Sports Mix.